Good morning. All of us, through the course of our lives and things that maybe we've done, we have been criticized on a number of occasions, and that can be family to family, work, whatever. And uh, that's what I believe we're talking about today or hearing today uh, from the readings, all of the readings, how they tell us how we can criticize someone in a way that causes change and brings them back closer to God, closer to the church. Now, just talking about, you know, there's, there's two ways. One, you know, say you're at your, 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 at your employee and you get called into the boss's office, he or she. And, you know, what usually does a boss do? But when the boss criticizes you, he or she criticizes you for the work that you're doing, even if you think you're doing a really good job or you've done some things very good. And then unless you have an amazing boss, all he or she does is just tell you your faults, what you're doing wrong, you know, why, you know, but not giving you anything to change or say how you have to do it better. Now, unless you have a very good boss, then you're pretty good. And sometimes I think we even do that with our children as they grow up. And I know I did too. One of my daughters is here. One of the things I had to learn was not to be too critical you know, you have to learn to be able to be open up and to share and, and, and to foster growth. Then on the other hand, since we're now in the football season, of course Ohio State did really well yesterday evening, um, talking about a coach to, a, to an athlete. And typically, unless you have a really bad coach, typically, you know, the coach is there to help get this athlete to become better and better. You know, he may go up to the to the athlete and say, you know, you're doing this a little bit, you know, I want you to do it this way. I think you'll see that it's, it's, it's going to turn out better. Your passing will be a little bit better. Your blocking will be a little bit better. You're doing okay, but not quite up to par what you can be. Well, that's the type of criticism that we're talking about in today's readings. Here is the, the, the coach, his expertise, or her expertise, and the athlete who's got talent has been told has talent, but at the same time says, your talent can be improved. Your ability to do things can be better. And so the relationship develops in which the expertise of the coach and the desire to learn of the athlete come together, and they both foster growth. And that's what we're being told about today in the scripture. When we go to tell somebody who has sinned against us, One of the things we do not want to do is belittle that particular person. That's not how you criticize. Maybe a boss might do that. But that's not what Christians do, and that's not what the church is supposed to do. So you take that person, and maybe, you know, you don't belittle, you don't push that person into a corner that they can't work themselves out. Something that you know that this person is doing wrong, maybe affecting their lives negatively, and... If the individual, you know, when we talk about church, that's you and me, that's all of us. And when Jesus says, if your brother sins against you and you're the church, then he or she is sinning against the church. So then the church is saying, calling this person back. And you do it very gently, but with your belief and your faith. Maybe you say, hey, hey, 
Joe, let, let's go out for breakfast this morning. I want to talk to you. And you go out to a restaurant or something, you sit and you talk and you say, you know, Joe, there's something that's been bothering me about you, and then you go on and on. You know, maybe there's something that Joe is doing over and over again that he shouldn't, or maybe Joe offended somebody, or, you know, did, did something, or, or actually, you know, visibly showing that he's committed some sin. Then you talk. And you say, you know, we need to do something about this. You know, you're a good guy, Joe. Again, you're not belittling the man. But you know, what you're doing is, is, is wrong. And let me tell you why it's wrong. And why, if it affects you positively, what I'm telling you, how your life is going to be different. It's going to be better. So then you start talking. You start talking. And you try to win this person over to your way of thinking. And that's how the church is supposed to work. You heard it read today. You heard it, first of all, in the Old Testament reading from Ezekiel. Or Ezekiel. You know, you're the watchman, Ezekiel. I've appointed you watchman. If you see somebody doing something wrong, you better tell them. If not, you're at fault also. If you know they've committed something wrong. And if you don't tell somebody and explain to them you're going to die. And then, Jesus is saying the same thing to all of us. You and I are watchmen and watchwomen in this day and age where we watch the church. We are the church. We are the living, breathing church in today. And as the church has been told, you work with people to bring them back. You don't ignore them. You don't let the problem go on and on and on and on because if you're aware of it, or am I aware of it, and we don't do something about it, as we heard in Scripture, you will be held responsible. That's the love and mercy that God shows through the church. That's the way the church is supposed to be. If it wasn't for us living that particular attitude and bringing that attitude to people that need to hear that attitude, then you and I have failed in our mandate and in our responsibility as being a Catholic Christian. We are responsible for this church. It's not just father. It's not just bishop. It's not just pope. It's not just deacons. It's each and every one of us are responsible in this mandate to show the fault of someone else belongs to you and me because God wants to show the world his love, his mercy, his compassion, and his way of living. And if you and I are aware of someone who isn't doing that, you and I better get on the ball because that's our mandate in how to do it. Again, we don't criticize to the point where you belittle the person. You, bear, you just tear that person down. That's not the way to do it. That is called fraternal correction when you just take the time, the effort, the kindness, the compassion, the friendship, 
the love, the faith that comes through you and me and show that to someone else. And that begins to bring people closer and closer to their God because their life will change. It brings them closer and closer to the people of God that becomes the church. And that does not eliminate the priestly ministry that Father has. If you know someone who has done something really, really bad, and you've met with them, and you've worked with them, and you've touched them, and they're starting to show this change, you're bringing them around, so to speak, then it's time to say at that point, why don't you go talk to Father? Go to confession. Let Father talk with you. You talk with Father. And you see, Father represents the entire church in his ministry. So you see where it says, where you bring in the whole church in the gospel reading today? We bring in the whole church when we encourage someone who is changing, growing, to touch base then in the sacrament of reconciliation with Father. That's how it works. But you and I, you and I are the watchmen and the watchwomen today. Live it, share it, give it, be responsible for. And as I've said, and many times, everyone else, to be a good Catholic Christian is to get off of our bottom ends and do what we've been mandated to do by Jesus Christ and the Scriptures. Share love and courage, compassion, faith. And when you do that, when I do that, we show that person the very presence of Jesus Christ. And you and I can do that because you and I live in the power of the Most Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I bid you peace. Amen.